Conversation Hats Podcast. Welcome to the Conversation Hat Podcast, a podcast, podcast for geeks, creative, and terrible people. This is the live stream episode of the Conversation Hat Podcast. If you're listening live now, hi again. We've been doing this for like an hour, but now we've pressed a button which does has nothing to do with you. Ignore it. Don't Ignore it. worry about it. Stop unless, worrying. Unless you're listening to this not live, right. in which case it was recorded, Yes. and you've not heard the first bit, right. so ignore that, and any callbacks that we make to it, don't Google Tom Cruise fish. Yes. <laughs> because stuff will happen. Yeah, you'll go on and register. He'll turn Just up Just enjoy the show. Just have a lovely time. You're here now. Spend time with us. Tom Cruise fish is like the easiest way to be put in contact with Scientologists. So if that's your goal, go Google and have, have a ball. Um, ben, I have a question. When you do the uh, tagline, do you always deliberately get one of them wrong? It's that on what purpose. Tagline? Uh, oh, well, because I can never remember exactly what it is. So... I just go with what bits I remember, and normally there's at least sixty percent of the main feeling there. That's true. Yeah, you got you got the right, the right basic idea. Uh, just the wrong words. That's geeks, creative, and terrible people. Yeah, probably artists, geeks, artists, and terrible. That people. one, because something creatives and artists are the same sort of thing, kind of maybe. The thing about SEO is that you've got to use words that are the same words, not words that have the same meaning as words. What's SEO? I don't want to go down that rabbit hole ever. Come on. Se- what does it stand for? Search engine optimization. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so that. So what is it? Geek artists and terrible people. Yes, please. Geeks, artists and terrible people. There we go. Geeks, artists and terrible people. Geeks. Artists and terrible people. Is also, that made up for it? Yeah, no, that's good. And it also, those are the names of our um, our Discord channels. We have specific things for geeks, artists, and terrible people. I don't know if Ben's worked this out because he hasn't worked out how Shiny. Discord works. But in um, terrible people is uh, just a bunch of rumors that we're starting about each other. I don't know if Ben's seen. Really? Ben hasn't seen that. Yeah, there's lots of Ben rumors in there. Oh. Yeah. No, I've not seen that. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's going to be fun. Um, hello, podcast It's not about people. fish, is there? Not yet, but there could be. Hello, pod Ooh. babies. Wonderful Exciting. pod babies. It's a new year. It's a time to celebrate and to acknowledge that nothing has changed. Um, new year. New year. New year. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, can we just stop being twats to one another? Like, as in the human race, can we just be a little more empathetic? Maybe. Or does that make me uh, a commie? Probably makes you a commie. I'm fine with being a commie. Like, I'm I'm more worried about, like, you know, looking out for my fellow man. Um, the contrary to everything we've said so far, uh, this podcast is about the future. Oh shit! Yes, we do have a we, we do, have a theme. There is a topic. That's why the the show is named what it is. Um, that's why we did things. That's why we did the specific research. Uh, we are looking at how people of the past um, 
what they thought the years 2020 and 2021 would be like. So me and Ben have looked at some films that were depicting uh, 2020 from... Well, one of mine is from the 60s. I've got a 60s and a mid-80s film. When when were your films? Can you remember? Uh, 1995 and 2012. Amazing. Um, so that that's like the bulk of what the show's going to be. We're, we're looking at what people of the past thought our present day would be like and i've got like a few little bits of facts and stuff um i i have a question for you ben to get us started go on um as a child or an adolescent did you ever think about the future in terms of what you thought science would be capable of what you thought travel or technology would be as like as a kid did you did you have any th- thoughts of like, oh, by 2020, this will happen? Or, oh, I can't wait to be at a point where this is happening in society? Uh, I drew up a number of rough plans for hoverboards right? when good. I was in my mid to late teens. Yeah. Which sort of went beyond just uh, drawing a line. Right, you had a little and more And going, thought. air comes out of here. I was trying to see if it could actually if i could figure out of a, at least a rough way to actually construct one i think the furthest i got was magnets and then i mean that's science all science is something to do with magnets yeah you got to get magnets in there otherwise it's not science What's it's the not point? science yeah um, exactly so, but then i couldn't figure out how to get them to like face each other and that make them flow i mean wouldn't you have like a strip in the pavements or on the road or something that was magnetic well, this, this was my downfall because yeah. you would need to have a a uh, opposing magnet yes yeah, so on would, the roads or paths everywhere yeah it wouldn't be like an all-terrain situation um it would be and if you if you get to that point like how you, you've got a, or a monorail you've got a braking issue because there'd be no friction so you would just i mean there'd be air resistance but see this is why i i tabled the plans yeah, I think that's Because I thought better minds than mine would come up with one. And I thought that would have happened yeah. some time ago. And then when we did get hoverboards, they were those stupid wheel things that were so shit you couldn't use them on the road, yeah. on the paths, in buildings, in your own house. You could use it in your garden. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. And that was it. So I was a little disappointed with these things. I think a part of me wanted mutants like the X-Men. Yeah, fair. Or at least I wanted to be a mutant like in the X-Men. So... Because that would explain everything. I mean, other than that, not that I, don't th- I don't think that I considered these things actually happening. Because when I yeah. was growing up, it wasn't so much 2021, we'll have flying cars and all this. It was like... 200 years in the future. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where Sherlock Holmes had been brought back to life from cryogenic freezing and solved crime. It's quite hard to um, unfreeze Genuine fictional TV characters. Shows. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Right. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. That sounds Can't awful. remember much of the show itself, yeah. but I remember the theme tune. Yes, it sounds pretty bad. Uh, I thought it was it was an interesting thing on a Saturday yeah. morning. But I thought maybe 
cars would be better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cars can sort of park themselves. I think that's pretty dope. They if, can. If you have an expensive car. But then, I don't know, you know, there's there, there has been some advancement, but we have essentially got the same thing as we did 20 years ago, just with Bluetooth. Yes, that's true. It's got a little. It's got a little computer in it that, as you said, can sometimes park. Uh, more often, is it goes beep 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 when you're nearly hitting something. I still think that's that's crazy sci-fi to me. I think that's awesome. That's that's kind of cool, but it's just motion sensors and a little alarm. Yeah. If the majority are still, you know, five to ten year old cars with dents in them. Yeah. Because people didn't realise they didn't have the little beeper. Um, <laughs> I don't think I, as a kid, had like clear views of what I thought the future would be. I definitely had ideas of like what I wanted my future to be, but n- none of it was necessarily about um, technology and stuff. The only sort of thing I um, remember clearly thinking was when I was at sick form, so that would be like 12, 13 years ago. Um mm-hmm. I remember seeing, uh, like, Bluetooth had come out as a thing very recently then. Like, smartphones were still very new. Bluetooth was brand new. And um, students were using it to, like, file share or, like, share images and stuff. Stuff that we would now just be, like... Well, we would either just WhatsApp an image or we would go, like, drop my phone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Stupid Bluetooth wrists. Uh, We'd either be, like, hey... uh, WhatsApp an image or I'd be like, oh, look at this. Um, and I remember thinking very clearly, man, I can't wait till um, Bluetooth has become such a day-to-day thing that I will be afford to have a device that can do it. Uh, yeah. No, so it was more I, of I like, I... I can't wait till like, like this becomes just tech. Standard. That, just completely standard. Um inexpensive technology so that I will be able to have it. Um, yes. I know I, I sound s- middle class. I'm not. I, I still I'm don't not. think that I've, I've had one pair of Bluetooth speakers. I don't know if they were even Bluetooth. They were just wireless wireless headphones. I think Sorry. they, by necessity, have to be Bluetooth. But that's... I, I don't think I've had anything else that's Bluetooth... Unless yeah. it's just been Bluetooth and I've not known. It was going to be such a big thing. I think there's still a lot to it. Like, I've, because of the phone I have, it, it doesn't have a headphone jack, so I have to use Bluetooth headphones. Bluetooth speakers are pretty handy. Like, waterproof Bluetooth speakers are also pretty handy. Like, if you're in the shower and, like, you literally don't want to be alone with your thoughts. Um, I think, yeah, it's mostly so for, like... Why would you be? Exactly. It's mostly for audio purposes. Because, um, like... Um, 4G and and uh, like Wi-Fi is such an inexpensive thing that you can just like WhatsApp your busy mate a picture of a cat doing something silly if you want to. Whereas back like 13 years ago, you would have to like actually craft an email. Um, have to email that shit, and then you'd have to wait till you get Wi-Fi for the email to send. It was this whole thing. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting how like d- does that mean that for you as well, the only times you thought about the near future and what technological advances there'd be were in films and TV and those occasional Simpsons episodes then? Uh, pretty much. I think I thought 
the um I remember when like the PS2 came out. I have a, I have a vague memory of people talking about the PS5. Right. We were so forward thinking. They were like, "Oh, but the PS5, it's probably going to be just like made of glass and like holograms. It's going to be immersive all that." Right, yeah. Which not so much. You yeah. can get VR headsets which make some people feel sick. I think VR headsets are probably the closest. You know, I thought we would have them sooner. Yeah. But we do have almost what I would have imagined in my head now. Because you've got stuff like Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah. You can play... I mean, I don't think you should. I would not advise playing Resident Evil 7 on a Bluetooth screw VR, that. whatever the piss that is. Absolutely screw because, that. Because no. Mm, bad idea. You don't need bees flying at you from, from out of there. Less of those bees, you hear me? Yeah. And you don't need to see it like that. So yeah. that's that's something that I probably I, I thought about when I was younger that actually has come to pass. Yeah. But yeah, it was video games and The Simpsons. Yeah. Sort of, this will be the future. All doors will go... Psh, yeah, and there'll be a bloke next like to that. the door going... Psh, psh, like in Star Trek. He'll just yep. stand there and make the sound. Um Good stuff. Ah, no, that that wasn't a man. That was oh, that was an envelope, put, wasn't it? It was a piece of paper going in and out of an envelope. We'll have a guy doing that then. Um, Little foley artist. So I, well, we both have two films. We uh, do. I, I watched part of one of these films, and you'll you'll know why that is shortly. Um, and I also have some. Uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos basically like what past predictions of uh, the present day would be. Uh, do you want to go through the films or shall I blitz through these couple um, YouTube-y type things? What do you want to do? How do you want to run this? How about we do a film each, then the youtube things, then a film? Okay, that sounds because good. Because then if any of the, it is shit, there's got a, a likelihood of a good thing next to it. That's why me and you stand so close when we're allowed. Um, yeah, we don't one know of which us can't one, be that bad. We don't know which one of us is the faulty one, but it won't be the other one. Probably. Yeah. Um, amazing. Do you want to go... Hang on, does that mean... Right, that then logically means that I should go first with the films. Yes. This is the film that I watched part of. Uh, Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet. It's from 1965. Um, that doesn't sound futuristic to me, Liam. Well, it is. Um, I only watched part of it because it was so old. I just couldn't <laughs> be bothered. I was like, so old. Um, synopsis. The year is 2020. Having colonised the moon, three spaceships are sent to explore Venus. An asteroid, destro- an asteroid destroys one of the ships. The two others are separated. And the film is basically these two ships trying to relocate each other, set up communications... Um, on Venus and fighting off the prehistoric animals that live on Venus. Apparently, um, that is that is the film. I I have questions. Um, there is uh, an amazing line in the film, which just for some reason tickled me really really um, hilariously. Uh, upon landing on Venus, uh, an astronaut stands up, brushes himself off, and goes, "Boy, it sure feels great to have weight." <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I would like the, these these uh, astronaut actors had been like in their chairs going whoa like clearly experiencing gravity the whole time like boy it sure feels strange to have weight mm. ah, um, finally fun fact most of the credits on the US version of this film are phony in order to hide the fact that the film was made in Russia which in the 60s oh. was a no no um, and that that's an interesting parallel with my other film which we'll get to later um the vision of the future in this film, interestingly, had a lot of 60s hairstyles. I thought that was a weird choice. A lot of 60s hairstyles? Yes. Oh, like... Okay, I get it. Like how Doctor Who can go anywhere in time and space, but really prefers modern-day London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You have your pick of everywhere, but the uh, the set designer does not. Um, lots of men in plain suits. Um, the astronauts were just wearing tinfoil. Um, in 1965, I guess they thought we'd have settled the moon already and then be looking to colonise Venus. So in that regard, we have fallen short. Um, I think we got to stop being so down on Donald Trump's Space Force because like, he's, he's clearly got the vision of the future that we had in 1965. I really feel that at this point I should point out that the uh, the the average temperature on Venus is about four hundred and sixty degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. which is pretty warm. Sure, that's eight hundred and sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, like twenty. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> I mean, if 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 you put your water if you put water on Venus, yeah, it would. I don't. I was going to say it would boil four and a half times faster, but it won't. It would like instantly evaporate because 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 science. But then, how come there were dinosaurs on it? That was going to be my next question. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch it. Like I watched bits. Of, they didn't get to the oh, bit where I they explained see. the dinosaurs. That's just what I mean, was on I, the planet. I wasn't, I wasn't like mocking you or anything. I was just okay because it does feel I, like you're mocking me. I just wanted to see if they had any, like, if it was mentioned or if they just fucking ignored it. Oh, I think I yeah, I think they they anticipated there being some sort of mild peril on um, on Venus. I, I don't know if they necessarily expected uh, dinosaurs because that, then the whole film would have a different title. Um, I guess they thought it was good for colonising. I, I guess in this world they had the technology to get to Venus, but not to look at it before they got there. Okay. Because otherwise you'd be like, ooh, let's not fill a dinosaurs. There's, there's really toasty dinosaurs. <laughs> so that, that was my first film. Voyage okay. to the Prehistoric Planet from 1965. Um, you didn't really get a good look at Earth. Because um, as far as I could tell, the, the, fir- the spaceships take off from Mars... But yeah, like lots of 60s hairstyles, lots of plain suits. Why um, would they take off from Mars when Earth is closer? Sorry, I mean, they were, they were taking off from the moon because uh, we would have already settled the moon. So the moon okay. is like a the space station, I guess. Okay. Again, I, I feel that that would be silly because we don't need to really... St- the moon's pretty close. I just made up a joke in my head about Star Wars. Do you want to hear it? I would love to hear your made-up joke in your head about Star Wars. Um, 
I'm sort of workshopping it as I go, but I'm I'm sure this will be good. Um, maybe Princess Leia's home planet was destroyed, or maybe she was looking in Alderaan places. It's good. It's 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 a good joke. I genuinely have not heard silence like that for some time. I think it's a good when joke. you're not when you're not making noise, my headphones don't do anything. Oh, so it was sign. just perfect silence. You just hear the electrical noises in your brain, and that was. I it. could hear my heartbeat <laughs> and nothing else. Wow, that's that's good, man. Uh, but that is objectively a joke, at least. It is a joke. Thank yes. you. Well done. Thank you so much. I'm the really first proud of that. joke of 2021. <laughs> first joke. And statistically, about, probably the last. We're about an hour in. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah, it's the first joke. You're welcome. Very proud. Very proud of you. Me too. Be I'm pleased. proud of us. Um, go on, Ben. Tell us about your first film. Now. Okay. I have. A minor issue with this movie. Oh. Because I'm not certain if it's set in 2020 or if it's set in 2021. I yeah, I think we're we're sort that's of not, blurring. That's not to say that it's in 2020 or 2021. It might not be in either. Okay. Then the why movie, did you choose the, it? Well, I didn't choose it. This was the thing. When oh. it had been when it had been decided that we were going to do movies like this. Yeah. There was a list of films that were read out. Oh yeah. And I and I went, I'll do that one. So I assumed <laughs> when I started watching it, I'll be honest, this morning, that it would be based in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. But perhaps perhaps it was just sort of popped up and I didn't quite Wh- see. It was on the date somewhere. I'll Google this, it. What this which movie film is it? Is Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Which does not start with an N. No. As I it thought, starts it starts M. with a J. Johnny. Ah, right. Johnny. Um, Johnny that, Mnemonic. Yeah. 5.7 out of IMDb. Uh, 12% Rotten Tomatoes. 1 out of 5 from Empire. I did wonder if you had, if this had been chosen because it was bad. For a while, I thought that we weren't picking films based on the date. We were just seeing how bad a film we could get Ben to watch. <laughs> No, uh, truly the goal was, what do these films think the future would be? I mean, it's apparently very 80s. Right, yeah. We have, I've I've made a list, I've made a, well, it's not a list, I've made a bubble of some words. Johnny Mnemonic is set in 2021. Well, there we go, that's a good. That is a good, well done. Well done, everybody. It's, well done, points. It's, so, yeah, it, it's remarkably 80s. We've got... Yeah. So Keanu Reeves, he is a he's like a smuggler of information, but he smuggles the information in his head. He's oh, he got thinks like about a, stuff. He's got like a little disk drive in his head. I could sell things, I reckon. And apparently, it's quicker to shove a load of stuff in his head. It's sensitive material, apparently, right. and have him go from. Toronto to Newark. Right. Because that's faster and easier and safer than sending an email. Sensitive material, I guess. 
the post. Yeah. Just just having someone with the drive itself. I don't know why it's got to be in his head. Why he can't just have like a suitcase with a thumb drive in it or something. It would that would also make sense. It was based on a short story from the eighties. Yeah. By by a man, I believe. I have his. I have their name. Bloody hell! You've done all the research. I have. Here it is. William Gibson, science fiction short short story by American Canadian writer William Gibson. Ooh. From 1981. Bloody hell. So he's got a lot of information on this disk drive. He can normally carry about 80 megabytes. Sorry, 80 gigabytes. Yeah. But this information is 320 gigabytes. So, he's so does exceeded... he have to do the trip five times? No, he's exceeded. He's doubled his memory capacity, but has still exceeded his limit because... Because... Oh, yeah, like when you've got a thumb drive that's full, you can go, no. I'll use the extra Double the stuff in. Yeah. Take the plastic off, then you can fit more on it. So his brain is starting to melt. He's only got 24 hours to get this thing to the place. Right. He's also lost the memories of his childhood to make (laughs) space for all of this knowledge that he's shipping back and forth. Right, okay. He's got, the, the way he puts it in his head, it's like a USB matrix thing. Okay, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's very small. I would lose it. Yeah, of course you would. I'd lose my head plug. God, you ever tried to put a USB in without being able to see it? It's impossible. It's Even impossible. Even when you can see it, it's 50-50. And now it'd be in the back of your head, surrounded by hair. Ugh. I think it through mnemonic. And with this, obviously, it being the 80s, the Yakuza turn up. Oh, of course. To try and stop him. Because, you know, that was the time when Jap- the Yakuza were baddies. It was bef- before the Russians were baddies. The, um, the Yakuza are actually doing IRL, a, lo- a lot of charity work because uh, recruitment is so poor currently. <laughs> I got that from No Such Thing as a Fish. So they're genuinely doing loads of charity work to try and, like, improve their brand so that more people sign up to be Yakuza because well, <laughs> all the films nice. have painted them as actual big old murderers I'm going to be googling Yakuza later that's a good way um. to make the Scientologists turn up <laughs> that was a throwback to the Tom Cruise fish stuff don't google it don't google it don't you dare it's a good um, way to get the Yakuza to turn up so yes the Yakuza turn up and try to steal them in their enormous pleather black trench coats with collars up here. Yep. Like a cross between Harry Hill and Ming the Merciless. And they and they shout and they shoot people with like automatic shot big chunky cereal box guns. Okay. Cereal box guns. Keanu Reeves escapes them using and I shit you not a hat with a built in wig. He pops it on and he just walks out the elevator. Ice, <laughs> Ice T is in it. Of course he is. As someone called J Bone. Right, lovely. I'm not a hundred percent sure what his J part of the plot was. They were trying to move it. It it was so eighties it hurt. Yeah, it sounds pretty eighties. You know you can watch Terminator. Thank you. And I that's ve- that that's very eighties, but it's still a good movie. This is just so 80s that I couldn't quite 
get involved with any of it. Okay. Like, I, I was reading the Wikipedia page as I was watching it. Yeah. It it made a, a, a loss. No, it didn't. Sorry, that's the, diff, that's the other film. It, it was $26 million. It made $52.4 million. Okay. But it really shows that it's 80s. Yes. It, it couldn't quite get away from it being so 80s, even though it was in the 90s. It, there, it it was yeah. it was cyberpunk before we we now know cyberpunk as something different. Yes, this was when cyberpunk was chunky black and white TV screens and big makeup. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. now sort of looks dystopian. Um, can you whether remember, that was the point or not? I'm not certain. Can you remember the character uh, Takahashi? Yes, he was uh, he 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 was the uh, the the big boss man. I think was he basically an evil character? Like, what's his whole deal? He's a baddie. Yes. Okay. Uh, in the Japanese release of the film, uh, there are several added scenes revolving around Takahashi. I guess to like paint him as a sympathetic baddie, so it wasn't just like Westerner good. Japanese oh, bad. Oh, he's, he's sat at some point on a bed and I think he's watching a hologram of his dead daughter. Yes. Which is just yeah. a bit creepy. It, it was a creepier scene than... You're like, oh, that's a shame. Uh, and there's, also, there's also... There's just a, a few other bits that revolve around his dead daughter. Like, he, he takes a bunch of pills whilst watching tapes of his daughter... Um, yeah. So I, I think they tried to make him a bit more sympathetic. I love the um, I love localization of films, especially like um, films where countries are specifically <laughs> viewed as the baddie, and then the country's just like, no, 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 come on, come on, you've got to you've got to have him taking pills whilst watching pictures of his dead daughter. Otherwise, I mean, it's not going to fly. I I just saw that as a bit more sinister, like he. Lost the plot. Yeah. You know like how, yeah. um, was it, the governor in Walking Dead, his daughter gets bitten. Oh, yeah. So he just sort of keeps her tied up yeah. as a zombie and yeah, yeah. Brushes, brushes her hair and her hair falls out. You get the whole, ah, oh, that's a sympathetic thing, but also, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It didn't really make me go, ah, oh, poor bloke, it was just... No. Christ. Yeah, this this happened and he's gone bananas. Yes, he's gone cuckoo for cocoa pups. Um, wonderful. So how? So they had like a cyberpunk view. Was like everything sort of sci-fi in that way? It was. It, it felt more just like it was the eighties. Okay. But they'd have TV remotes that did everything, and a little red light would flash up at the end of it whenever it was used. Right. They did have a, a VR thing, yeah, where they had gloves. Where so Keanu Reeves was typing a phone number in <laughs> with gloves and a headset. Okay. Instead of the phone that he has. Yeah, which feels like it'd be you've added, you've put a hat on a hat there, really, haven't you? Why not just use a phone? He said that he could <laughs> lots of very interesting hand movements. Yes. I need a computer. There's a bit whilst he's in the VR headset where 
Uh, he's shouting at a bad guy or possibly someone. I couldn't quite tell. And he was going. He said that he could shred their hard drive from here or something along those lines. And it just had a shot of Keanu Reeves with this blindfold thingy on and these big gloves just rising his hands up like a fucking marionette on speed. Amazing. I could destroy you. It was. It was a. I don't. I don't want to say it was a poorly acted film because it. It wasn't. Right. But there were bits where. You wondered maybe where the budget was spent. Yes. Like there was a guy who came out of the building to. Sh- try. I'm assuming try to shout. You can't get away from me, you asshole. Like that. You can't get away from me, you asshole. It was like he was told to shout, but you can't shout too loud because it will mess with the mics. Or like the director said, you've got to really yell it. And there's a librarian next to him who's like, you can't yell. This is a library. It was <laughs> Which like, one do yell, I? Yell it, but quietly. <laughs> yeah. You can't go above I, 30 decibels. Like, I don't know. Is that loud? Like... Yeah. It's it's not a movie that's aged well, nor do I think that it's predicted the future greatly. Yes, it sounds a bit like that. <laughs> but hey, for a movie that was based on a short story, that's something that I haven't got. But yeah, it's... I won't be finishing... I won't be re-watching. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry about that. That's I can okay. see why Empire gave it one out of five stars. Yes. why it's got like 12%. Awesome. Sorry, um, Keanu. You I'll, idiot. I'll, I'll love you to bits, but... Not the biggest cyberpunk disaster in Keanu Reeves' acting history, though, by the sounds of it. Well, no, quite recently he has been in Cyberpunk 2077, which yeah. is what we now think of in terms of cyberpunk. Yes, yes. With the augmentations and stuff they have there, I think this movie Cyber. had 80s makeup. Yes, <laughs> bit different yeah um shall i do my couple uh youtube things these are quite uh quite short i would like you to do your a couple of youtube things please um so basically just i i did a bit of a youtube i did a bit of a google foo um i was interested to see if if anyone had done videos about what past predictions of our present day would be got a couple videos uh the first one here is the past predictions for 2020 we got very wrong uh by a channel called second thought who hitherto uh i did not know um and very is in capitals because it's clickbaity um in use of hitherto thank you very much um it's my word of the year tick um 1964 (laughs) uh, a company called rand corporation um, for some reason decided to get a bunch of scientists to de- together to decide what the future would be. I have no idea who fucking Rand Corporation are. I'm sure it's not important. Uh, so in 64, scientists thought that by 2020, most households would have a robot butler. Um, and those that couldn't afford one would probably have monkeys by now. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I remember monkey butlers. And um, they thought that monkey drivers um, would decrease the number of road accidents. Wow. So, on the one hand, no monkey butlers. 
but that has sort of stayed um, kind of prevalent in um, zeitgeisty thoughts about futures. I think that's where the whole Monkey Butler meme came from. Uh, but it is also interesting that, like, it depends on what you define as a, a robot butler because, like, lots of people have Roombas. I was I was going to mention this. Roombas are a thing. Yes. People have Alexas. Yeah. Alexa, play the Doctor Who theme song. It's just in case anyone has an Alexa. I wanted to annoy them with Doctor Who. Alexa, you know, subscribe to the Conversation Hat podcast. Good job. Thank you so um, much. But, you know, there's there's people... I know people who have their Alexa on constantly... It yeah. turns on the lights in every on and off in every room of their house. Yeah. Um, Alexa, they set alarms. You can order food through them. Yeah. I you can get them so they turn the heating on. Yes. They play music. Their alarms. What? How? How is that not a household robot? Well, I think the robot butler would do do things like uh, prepare food, um, maybe do the shopping for you. Um, Alexa you know, can set, do set that. Your, but Alexa can't put your pants out in the morning. That's true. I but... think that's more the like more of a traditional butler role. But like you're right, in terms of like automation and um Alexa-y type things and smart homes, yeah, no, we are we are getting closer to that. Um the fact that I can I mean I've got my, my studio lights are operated from um my phone, so I can just turn them on and off. I think that's pretty nifty. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's it's not miles off. Just that I I've really dwelt on the monkey butler aspect of that one to be honest. Can I just gently interrupt you for a moment? Please do. Something that I I have bought a radio, Ooh. and I think I might have mentioned very, that I was going modern. to buy a I was going to buy a radio on the last live stream, but I yeah. have now bought it. Cool. You say very modern. It it looks like I can't be asked to go and get it. Fair it enough. looks like a block of wood. Yes. But it has a digital time glowing through it it's Digital an alarm time. it's all this that's cool but if i put my phone on top of it yeah my phone charges yeah wireless charging wirelessly i know that i could google this and find out how that works and i would not be able to understand that but i really enjoy not knowing yeah i totally know what it, you mean it feels like magic it's the future isn't it yeah, I know what you this, mean. I get a genuine bit of techno joy yeah. when I put my phone on there and it goes buzz yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have wireless electricity. What the fuck? My um the battery in my uh my tablet has uh swollen. So it current the screen currently bulges. And I googled oh. it. Turns out, if it's on, it might explode. Uh, so I need to get that taken care of. Um, it's just thought to share that. that you do. That's <laughs> just my yes. my tech related oopsie. Um, this other video. Where are my notes? Uh, what the past predicted would live like today? Question mark. What the past predicted would live like today? By a channel called Think Facts, also hitherto unknown. Um, I didn't get a date for these predictions, uh, but it felt very... It felt like late 50s, nearly. Um, okay. TV's so thin they can hang on a wall. Uh, wider screens, but slimmer builds. 
Can can I can yeah. I just just go back to that a little? In the nineties, I had a TV that could hang on the wall. Yeah. It just had a really big chunky metal arm. Underneath oh, you can it. hang anything on the wall if it's like a supporting wall. Um, yeah, but that. But that I was, understand the yeah. thin thin ones that could just hook on with screws. Yeah, yeah. We got we got them. Yeah, exactly. And they were also dead on about um, they thought we'd have portable phones. Um, yep. You'd be able to set your. They thought that you would be able to like set your air conditioning by phone and tell your fridge that you love it stuff like that um but you would have to like go to a payphone and like dial a specific number and then like set like a command through numbers or something rather than just okay. like smartphone bluetooth done um so that so they're not quite right but pretty close. no they, they, were, they were dead on about what we would be using phones for uh, they just didn't get that phones would be like portable and quite such a big part of our everyday lives. Uh, video doorbells, they also knew. So like if you're on the crapper yep. and the Amazon guy turns up, not that they knew what that would be. Um, you don't have to stand up and wipe to like go get your package. You can just tell them to leave it there. Leave it there. Oh. I'm having a poo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, there was one bit that I thought was really interesting where they were talking about, um, I think it was on this video, women's fashion and how like women's fashion would be very futuristic and you could be like, you'd have like uh, invisible Velcro sleeves. So like you could have one dress and then like rip the arms off and you're ready to party. And like how men's fashion would all be about having these accessories. So we could have like, I've got a phone right here if you need to tell the fridge you love it. And I've got a pocket full of sweets here if you're feeling snacky. It was re yeah, I like how um, I men men had like pocket change and stuff, and that was the future. Like women I've don't seen have something sleeves anymore. Similar to that, yes. Like the, like the jacket that has fucking pockets for everything. Yes, I've seen one of those, but I've never seen anyone wear it. I guess the whole thing from the sixties is like we can't let women know. We can't. <laughs> If the women work out, they can have pockets. Men as a gender are done for. <laughs> what shall we do? Give them sleeves that they can take off. That'll distract them from the men's pockets. But if they tie a knot in one end of the sleeve, they have a portable pocket. Silence! <laughs> Science has gone too far. Um, <laughs> so those, those are my YouTube facts, which I rather enjoyed. Um, you have... I, I enjoyed them also. You reminded me of a uh, thing that Bill Bailey once said on an episode of QI. Oh yeah, when he was a when he was a young lad in the uh, in the West Country, people for a school trip they went to go and see a computer. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah. was like you know the size of someone's living room. Yeah. Or the size of you know this huge computer, and um. The bloke giving the talk went, yes, in the future, we think that there will be about six of these. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, there, there's parts of the future that people could not possibly predict. He wasn't wrong, though. There are at least six. There's there's about, well, there's a, yeah, there's about six of them. I mean, there's, there's one here, more. one there. Laura's got one, you're using one, that's four. And all of our phones... It's, yeah, the also phones. Yeah, but that's that's six just in this conversation. Hat podcast. 
you know, there's, there's, you know, people probably thought at some point, oh yeah, we're going as fast as we ever will. Yeah. And then people get into fucking rockets and shoot across the desert. Yeah. That I don't think that's going to be as accessible a thing as computers are now. But yeah. you know, some shit happens that you don't see coming. But what, not that you'd necessarily know, but like, what would that computer that Bill Bailey saw as a kid, what would that have been used for? Because it's possible that that application only requires there to be six of those computers in the world. Whereas now, like, we, everyone needs a computer because you've got to fucking play that Tetris, otherwise you'll go mad. So I wonder if it wasn't for <laughs> games, if, like, there might not be quite so many computers. They just wouldn't be so prevalent if we didn't have uh, Tetris. Tetris or Mario, those are your options. I feel that computer technology was advancing considerably before Tetris. Yeah. Or even Pong was a thing. Yeah. I would as I said I don't I don't know, but I would hazard a guess that it was information storage. Yeah. Or conversion. That's what most computers seem to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're for, I mean they're for doing stuff but it's primarily for holding information. Oh, I'm not a science boy. And you never will be. Uh, Ben, do you want to tell us about your second film? I would love to tell you about my second film. Jolly good. My second film reinforces the suspicion that I had earlier that I was not being given movies from 2020 or 2021, that I was just giving movies that hadn't done very well in the old reviews. Okay. Uh, the movie that I watched with a 55% positive rating, a 59% Metacritic, rate, Metacritic rating, uh, was Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. A unsuccessful Whoa. 101 Whoa. minute movie that isn't based in 2020 or 2021 as far as I can tell I'm going to google it again and it is I mean I've because it wouldn't be on this list if it wasn't I've looked through I've looked through but I don't know if it if it was it was certainly not mentioned in the movie it's on a wikipedia list of films set in 2021 it's also on a list of male bisexuality in film didn't mention that in the movie. I, I don't, don't think it has to. Remember there being any male bisexuality? Uh, in fairness, there's not many films the top of set my head. in um, in 2021. I will give you a, a brief plot. Please do. Uh, the movie begins with Steve Carell and his uh, character's wife sitting in a car. Mm-hmm. Listening to the news that the spaceship sent up to destroy the seven-kilometer asteroid that was coming towards the Earth has failed. Oh. And the world is going to basically blow up in three weeks. Ooh, fun. Upon hearing this news, Steve Carell's wife gets out of the car and runs away from him. Wow. Yeah, and fair it's, enough. It's quite an... It's... 
It's not a bad film. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that it deserved 55% positive, but I don't I don't think it deserved 45% negative. Okay. I feel like it should have been a bit better but not much okay. better. So a tiny bit harsh. I I watched it and as I was watching it I found it really interesting to see how the different people were portrayed in how they were dealing with it. Mm. So at the beginning uh Steve Carell's character Dodge normal name uh right still uh, still going to work for the first week in this insurance company where there's like five people right the the uh, supervisor just sort of like shaking and laughing a little bit, trying to get through the day, saying how many um, job opportunities have suddenly arisen. Uh, one woman's just crying. Another guy's just really just going, eh, this is all pointless. But they still go to it. There's, there's a cleaner who's just ignoring it. It's just like, I'll see you next Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, you you see people, but then you also see people in. I don't know if friends. I don't know if frenzies is an actual brand, but I think it was meant to be like a like a little chef's or a Denny's right, sort yeah. sort of thing. And they go in there, and everyone's drunk. The staff are just like, yeah, we might as well stay here. There's they're just giving weird food. They're like, do you want to hear the specials? Our chefs are getting real creative. <laughs> so they've just got a burger that's in between two donuts. Nice. Because why the because why the yeah. fuck not? That then descends into an orgy. Of course. Uh, you see God, a little you house put two park. donuts with meat in it next to me, and like I'll <laughs> fuck everyone. You, you see, like me. there's like a dinner party at one point where it's all just sort of. Dinners and drinks, and then they're mulling around, listening to music, and someone goes, "Hey guys, Janice bought heroin." Yeah, and every, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, fair enough." And then there's, but then there's people still just like dry mowing the lawn. <laughs> and yeah, I really liked how you could see the difference between the two. You know, between all of the... Because that's how it would be. Some people would get sad and jump off of things. Some people would just cry. A a lot more people than I think we realise would just try and ignore it. Oh, totally. get on with normal. I literally... Like, I was trying to think as you were saying that, like, literally what would I do with that time? Because there's no point... In anything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, and there's not that much stuff that, like, like, everything I want to do with my life is sort of income dependent or, like, career based. So, like, I'm not going to be able to achieve anything in a couple of weeks that's, like, on my bucket list or anything that I'm really interested in. So, like, I'm I'm just going to be eating instant noodles and just being completely naked for a few weeks, I think. So it, it, I don't think you, time. I don't think you would know what you would do until you were in a situation where a huge rock was about to destroy all. And it life would probably be ignore it, to be honest. Or work it may out well be. What's yeah? What's the furthest away I need to be? Yeah, anything like that. 
No, it it was a you can't get away from this. Right, yeah. It's happening. All life is finishing. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> See ya. But then it's or it's not. it's uh, it, it genuinely made me think about the world at the moment because yeah. those people who were ignoring it were clearly doing it because they were scared. Yes. They were unwit they were so scared that they were denying what was happening in some way to just hold on to some sort of semblance of normality yeah. to try and deal because they can't deal with it any other way because they're that scared. And I wonder if that is what's happening with all these people who are anti-lockdown and anti-mask oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're not going, oh, this is a thing of our civil rights. It could be... I mean, I'm sure there's some idiots doing that. Probably. But the majority, and whether they know it or not, I would put a fair bit of money on, not that you could prove it, that they were doing this because of fear. And it has to be fake because otherwise it's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if it's real, that's frightening. Um, but what's weird about yeah. um, with our current situation, um, which I'm not clear on, I think there's some sort of cold going around. I'm not clear. Um, uh, apparently, it's just the flu. Oh, good. Well, that's all right then. No, no problems there. Uh, the the difference with our situation is that like actually people ignoring it and carrying on as normal and not wearing a mask like an idiot um, is how it gets worse. Like with yes. with a big meter, it is like. There is nothing you can do as an individual to exacerbate the situation or make it better. But with COVID, it's entirely down to how individuals act. That means it will go away or get worse. So that's the only difference where, like, I think it's fair enough to be afraid and it's fair enough to want to get back to normal. But you not wearing a mask is preventing that. I wonder if wearing a mask would stop a massive rock hitting Earth. How many people would do it? Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. I think to, that's the right. Yeah. I think that's the damn good answer. Not like by, by a factor of two or three people, by like a couple percent, not enough. <laughs> like very nearly and then inexplicably not enough. Uh, uh, but it, no, it's it's a good movie. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I I'm if... thinking about mortality now, so that must be in some ways a good film. It was a very interesting because it was almost sort of like a rom-com. Yeah. But it was also a disaster movie. Yes. So it had little elements of both. Whether it worked well or not. Yeah. I think that's where you come to the 55%. That's probably why it's quite cut down the middle because I enjoyed it because it was something I'd never seen a post an apocalyptic disaster whatever you want to call it that was also a rom-com in that way. Yes. I mean, like, Shaun of the Dead, arguably, but there's a turning point in Shaun of the Dead. Something happens, and then the tone of the whole movie changes. This has got, like, little bits thrown in. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I, I don't think you would regret watching it. It's on Amazon. It's for free. It's on the Prime Video, whatever. So, do they have any like depictions of uh, the future, or is it just people dying? Again, it feels like it, it's just sort of modern, present day, which is why I thought you were you were trying to fuck with me. By, uh, no, we were just looking for just film set me... then. Okay. By then, I mean now. My second and final movie is called Droid. Droid is a movie set in uh, twenty twenty. 
Um, mm-hmm. It was a direct-to-video sci-fi film made in 1988. The plot takes place oh, in 2020. That's got to be... That's got to be good. Oh, boy. Uh, synopsis. Taylor, wonderful name. Uh, Taylor is a member of the Eliminators police force and is sent to dis- to recover a digital decoder that will shut down the renegade police force of robots or droids because it's sci-fi. Uh, Taylor is distracted by how sexy the future is. Um, the plot... <laughs> the plot... Is that actually what it says? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the plot is built on Blade Runner. Like, really, really obviously, it's Blade Runner. Uh, and it also features a really obvious C-3PO knockoff. Um, now, the thing about this film is that all the credits for the lead roles, um, and because it was, it was direct-to-video, so on the front of the video, it has one set of names. On the reverse of the video, it has a different set of names for the same characters. And on the actual credits on, on the physical film, um, the, the names are also different. Three, three different names for lead characters. Um, like, the, like the actors? Or... The actors' names are all are different. There's three wow. versions. Um, so the, the editors are really obviously trying to hide the uh, actors' real names. Now, Benedict, why might that be, <laughs> in, in your humble opinion? Why, why, why um, that? I mean, often there's... I can't remember the name that they use, but there is a... There's one director with more movies credited to their name than any other. Mm. Because that's, that is the... Not synonym. Pseudonym. Right. That directors will put on movies that they are not proud of. Oh, okay. So if there is a movie that's an absolute flop and they do not want to be associated with, they will put this name up instead of theirs. Right, okay. So that's where my brain's going. Okay. Because no one really wanted to be associated with, they just threw names out that that's a good that's a good guess uh drawing on your your knowledge of uh film and cinema history there i love it um but this this is not the director this is the the actors that their names are different and their names are different in in three different places so if you were trying to that kind of almost draws attention to it um if the you're trying to hide it's done it, three times is odd um the reason is droid is actually an alternate edit of another film released the previous year, 1987. Cabaret Sin was a pawn. And what's nuts is that, um... in terms of the plot, albeit limited, um, these two movies are the same. That Both films are essentially Blade Runner dressed as Star Wars. Who knows why? But droid just has all all the um the actual hardcore sex taken out uh but still has them going to a strip club and the guy still doesn't do his mission because of how sexy the future is like they're the same film it's just that there's actual penetration in cabaret sin so they did blade runner but porn cabaret cabaret of sin cabaret sin uh, but they, they had loads of people like and, dressed as Star Wars for no reason. And then, and then, and so they they took Blade Runner and did it as Star Wars porn. Yes. And then took all the sex out. Most of the sex. 
Most not all, of the sex. just oh, the actual penetration. Most, okay, so the penetrative bits. The physical acts of fucking. They took out, and then they made a film. They called it a different name. Yep. So it was Blade Runner Star oh, look, Wars look porn at the cogs without work. the porn in it. Look at him trying to work it out. Yeah. So why were there three... So why was... If it was the same movie... Yeah. Why were the actors named differently three times? Even if it was two movies, I could understand why they would be different twice. Yes. Because of some fuck-up, but... So I believe what it is, is if, <laughs> if the front... If you name the actors, it's really obvious it's a porn film or was a porn film. So I guess they changed their names to hide the fact that they had edited an actual porn film. I guess it would be like, if you go if you go to a DVD shop, a DVD shop, if you go to, if you go to Netflix and you see, yep. I don't know, uh, Riley Reed starring in, you're going to be like... Dicks are plenty. There'll be dicks in that. Um... So I guess like they they hide that because these names were I from what I can tell from my limited understanding of the the eighties these were like some of the big adult movie stars so like if they had their names on the front of a box set like everyone would be like oh it's a porn film so you change their names to hide the fact that it used to be a porn film because I guess they're trying to sell it as like just a slightly raunchy actual film rather than just straight up born. Um, that's that's my guess. But then why they managed to screw it up in such a way that draws attention to the names being different. Um, I maybe, maybe they wanted people to think, oh, maybe it was like a promotion for the Cabaret Sin film. Maybe they had this one. Like, if you think that's sexy... You should see this other Wait one. Wait until this. So, like the fact that the names, the actors' names are different, and these none of these three actors that played this one dude or this lady are like none of these are actually people. So you look into it and you're like, oh, it was a different film, and then you watch that film. That's the only thing I can think of, but I don't know if that's like too meta or too forward thinking for the late eighties. Um, just a theory. Uh, anyway, according to this film, 2020 should have been very sexy, but in a late 80s cocaine kind of way, which just sort of feels greasy from the perspectives of the actual 2020. Um, uh, 2020 is, I, I would say, was not that sexy. <laughs> I mean, OnlyFans took off, which I guess is like a little more woke and... Uh, slightly better for the environment I mean, than yeah, this film. But I don't know how... I mean, at one point, they the British government essentially made sex illegal. So I don't know how sexy a year where that happened could possibly be. But then OnlyFans took off. So I was like, about to say, there's, there's OnlyFans people... to compensate it. I've yeah. not heard of any like speakeasy-style brothels. But I suppose all brothels would be speakeasies. It's pretty hard to speak easy with one of them in your mouth. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I, I do not know, but that was how this film thought the future would be. I didn't watch it. 
just either of them. Fair enough. I didn't watch Cabaret Sin or Droid, um, but yes, I have seen Blade Runner. Uh, just just out of just if you if you were interested, go on. Uh, it's Alan Smithy. Yes, is some the guy, pseudonym. Some guy named Cy just put that in the chat. And a number of films. There's a, a movie called Hamlet Three. Right. The Cringe Panda Show. Um, there's there's some very interesting. What's a cringe panda? Is that like a red panda? But it does all. Star things. Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith recreated in less than an hour. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. There's there's how to make a film. Neo Wolf. There's there's yeah. Uh, there's Hellraiser. Hellraiser Bloodline. Sorry, Hellraiser Bloodlines. Yeah, there's some weird... There's some weird... Yeah, so that's fun. Lovely. Well, those were our films. We those hope you enjoyed films. them. Um, do we have good news and plugs? I do have... I've, I've got a couple of little good newsy bits. Uh, shall, I do um, the, shall I do the good news jingle? Do the good news jingle, if you please. I'm doing it now, I hope. Good news, everyone! Now, I have... A little bit of sciency and a little bit of positive COVID. Not a test Uh-oh. that is positive. Okay. Not like that. This is fine. Um, so before my little COVID thing. Yeah. Um, researchers. Ooh. Those people what do research um, have found a way to take carbon out of the sky, I believe carbon monoxide, mm-hmm. and convert it into play, plane fuel. Right. Jet fuel would be a good... Um, and and that and that's... Then they fly with that. Nifty. So does that mean that planes flying can refuel by just opening the window? Th- uh, not probably a little bit more sciencey than that. But sure. it does mean that using the CO2 from the air, that aviation will become essentially carbon neutral. That's pretty cool. I like it. And my little bit of pos- positive covid news. Yeah. There is an Italian gentleman in London mm-hmm. who hasn't been to the... I mean, now this may be a slightly misleading headline. Hasn't been to the grocery store in eight months because okay. of his little garden that was inspired by his grandfather. Ah. I will assume that he also has gone to the shop for, like, toilet paper and toothpaste. But he's uh, a 29-year-old tattoo artist named, and I apologise for pronunciation, Alessandro Villale. <laughs> as, as Alessandro Vitale. I apologise for the pronunciation. John Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandro Vitale, I think, okay. maybe. Um, so, okay, my, my news is about the tampon tax. Um, in March Ooh. 2020, uh, Rishi Sunak, um basically committed to abolishing the tampon tax um, as soon as the UK left the EU. But like everything our government says, you sort of have to, you know, see it and then check the source. When, the gov- <laughs> when Britain seamlessly left the EU back in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so then. 
This is uh, just a little headline taken from uh, Euronews.com. Under EU law, nations cannot reduce the value... Uh, excuse me. Nations cannot reduce the rate of value-added tax on menstrual products below 5% as they are deemed to be luxury items and not essentials. Wrongly or rightly, that that is what the EU says. Um, mm. So now I, I, I'm a staunch Remainer. That's not surprising to anyone with a brain. Um, I believe everyone was lied to and everyone should feel real bad. Because um, they were and they should. Quite. Uh, but this is a positive thing that has happened that, uh, a positive thing that could only have happened with Britain leaving the EU. We could have campaigned for the whole of Europe to reclassify sanitary products over the last decade and positively affected the lives of many more women, but at least our proud British fannies will be slightly more affordable to maintain. <laughs> yes, I did write that. Um so it is positive. Oh, put it is that a bit on a like... fucking t-shirt. I'll buy six of them. <laughs> it is like, it is positive. We could have stayed in the EU and fought for more, but like, you know, it, it is a positive thing. Um, yeah, no, so that's my good news. It sort of is technically good news. Um, do you have any plugs, Ben? I do have a plug, which oh, I got from a friend on Facebook. She has released a, a number of books. I think her third one will be coming oh, cool. out. This isn't actually what I'm plugging, but I should mention. Uh, Marie Price. Hey, Marie. Is this um, an auxiliary plug? The, the ca- this is an this is extra little plug that I didn't in- expect to do. Uh, the Caged Kingdom and the books relating to that. She's got cool. the third one coming out soon. So Bloody hell. If you like books... That come in threes. There's one. Such, Go buy such it. Such a shame because I, I'm I only like books that come in twos, and I can't read. Well, just get two of them. Just get two of them. No, I'll have to buy one of them once and one of them twice. No. I forgot the joke I made. Never that's mind. Still three, but yeah, don't. <laughs> that's confusing. Uh, where um, can people get said books? Amazon. It's where I got mine. Uh, is that um, we, I've not heard of Amazon. Is that like a physical book? Just a little website or something. A little website or something. Um, but yes, because through her and through the new year, yes. both of those things, her being a person and the new year being a thing, what happened, she said, shared a thing on Facebook called Goodreads, which oh, is yeah. an app... An app and website. I know Goodreads. Um, basically, I've downloaded it just to use uh, one aspect, but I'm sure there are others. I'm doing the reading challenge. I have challenged myself to read forty-one, uh, sorry, forty-two books this year. Jesus! And you can type in what book you're reading. And it'll pop up and you click, I am reading this. And then when you finished reading it, you click red and it says, boom, one of your 42 books has been read. So I am doing that. Is that an achievable goal for you, 42? Yes. Okay, that's mad. I've already done one. In in three days? Yes. To be fair, it was um, 
Attack on Titan Colossal Edition 4. Right. Which is a basically five mangas. Oh, okay. So you've read so, five books. So I've re- technically I have read five books, okay. but they're graphic novels. Okay. Which are no less important as books, but a lot quicker to read in most cases. Certainly. My plug is uh, The Man in the High Castle. Um, now, I made a joke about not knowing what Amazon is. I've been watching this on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's quite Ooh. good. It's a, it's a series loosely based on Philip K. Dick's novel of the same name, The Man in the High Castle. Uh, it's basically a... Um, it's one of them what-if-the-Nazis-won uh, stories. Yes. Um, so it takes place in America, which has basically been divided down the middle. Uh, the western side is owned by Japan... Um, the eastern side is owned by uh, the Reich. It, it's a little bit convoluted because it, it's sort of hard to know the actual goals of the, the main characters. You sort of follow a, um American senior SS um, officer and he's got a spy who is this American dude and it's sort of hard to know if he is actually like working for the Nazis or if he's sort of trying to be more self-serving and there's a woman who um sort of the, the the central female character um she sort of works for um it's tricky she kind of works for the anti-japanese uh insurgency but then mm-hmm. when the japanese get a hold of her she's she buggers off and joins like the the nazi side of things and it's like yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Well, do you know, Liam, what you have done here, I with you saying all of these things, I'm going to add that to my list on Goodread. So that could be one of my 42 books this year. I mean, it's really loosely based How on How long that. is the book? I have no I t- idea. Because <laughs> I'm talking about the TV show. Okay. And it's only really loosely based on the book. All right, then. Well, hey, we can then then I can watch it and we can compare notes. Uh, you've just seen like, all oh, them notes. Nazis are wrongins. Completely Nazis. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, I I think that is our show, Ben. What do you think? Oh God, that's it done. That's it done. That's all the that's notes. It so it must be the end. We'd better say bye. Yeah. Um, thanks. For Should listening. I say it again? I've just said it. Should I say it again? Thank you for listening to the Conversation Out podcast. This bye. Is... <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is a uh, independent endeavour between three people who should have known better four years ago, but apparently didn't. Um, we have merch on Tee Public. We have a Patreon uh, for people to literally give us money. You can also come watch the live streams on YouTube and Twitch. And if you come to Twitch, you can give us a subscribe on Twitch. If you are a Amazon Prime type person... Uh, you actually get one free subscribe every month. So we would get money, but you would pay no extra money. How's about that? Um, You are also about to hear an advert that says very much the same thing. Enjoy that. Enjoy that advert. Uh, Ben, where can people find you online? Oh, God, I'm everywhere. You're not. I'm not. You're mostly only on Instagram. I'm mainly on Instagram. Something that I will be putting much more time and attention to into. I believe you. 
Um, at Spike Pearson, P I E R S O N. All on, on on the on the on the Instagrams. You'll know that it's me because there'll be pictures of me. That is how we know. There'll be uh, other stuff, but it'll be my face. If you see that, click it. That's probably me. I am mostly on Twitter at LT Guitarist, all one word. Uh, I talk about music and stuff. Um, yeah. I really think that we, if there's probably one already, but we should start a Twitter account. Right. Just called Mostly. Okay. I'm mostly on Twitter. Okay. I don't know if that's a very common phrase. I get what you're doing, but I don't think enough people say that. If um, we say it enough, then it will have been said enough times. That was the podcast. Right? I'm not <laughs> no, wrong. You are wrong. Uh, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to and presumably enjoying the Conversation Hat podcast. We've chosen to put this, the only advert, at the very end of the show because we wanted to specifically target the people who enjoy the Conversation App podcast the most. And the fact that you're still listening, even though the episode has actually finished, well, that leads me to believe that you're exactly the people I want to talk to. The Conversation Hat podcast, and indeed everything we do here at Odd Creative, is an entirely independent operation. So please bear in mind that even though we don't get paid for doing these episodes, that doesn't mean they're not work. So we're asking you, our most dedicated listeners, to consider what you think this show is worth. If it's worth around one American dollar, which, I mean, it is at least worth that, then do consider subscribing to our Patreon. A Patreon subscription to the Conversation Hat podcast is a monthly recurring payment of pretty much however much you want to send us. For one dollar or more every month, you get early access to our recorded episodes. You also get access to an additional patrons-only mini-podcast, so something that only people who subscribe to our Patreon will be able to hear. Which is really exciting for us, because it means that we can be really super gross, and only our most dedicated listeners will ever hear it. That's kind of fun. So if that sounds interesting to you, please go to patreon.com forward slash conversation and see what else we have on offer. Thank you for your time.